the Behind the You podcast. We're going uh, behind the you in a, a little bit of a different way. In the past on this podcast, we've talked a lot of, to coaches and athletes about their story, but we do have a story to tell today. And the Canes, always the king of swag, are jumping into a new space, relatively new space, the world of NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And joining me are two of the guys that have been behind this project for the University of Miami, John Parisi and Brian Burns from Gig Labs. Gentlemen, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Josh. You got it. John, first and foremost, tell us about your company, Gig Labs, how long you guys have been around and, and your involvement in the NFT space. And then we'll bring Brian in to educate people on uh, NFTs. And then we'll talk about how the University of Miami is tagging on uh, to this, uh, this, this craze, so to speak. So, John, take it away in terms of uh, Gig Labs and what you guys do. Sure. So a quick backstory is we, we started the company in 2017. It was uh, me, Brian, and our other co-founder, Doug really kind of under this idea that we really believed in blockchain technology and we were gonna find innovative solutions to new problems using that technology. We pretty quickly landed on NFTs as sort of a focal point of the business. Back in early 2018, we, we launched a game with an NFT sort of as like a proof of concept uh, for us to start innovating and testing what you could do with NFTs. We um, also started working with different companies to help them launch their NFT related projects. Uh, we partnered with Turner Sports, most notably on a blockchain NFT game. It's a golf game. Uh, your golfer is an NFT. You can play with it. You can train it. You can upgrade it. And sort of along the way, when working with them, we understood and understand like, what are the, the needs of an enterprise level company around an NFT project? And so we started building out a tech stack for NFT projects that any brand can build sort of any experience around NFTs possible, right? And so we started building this out late last year, early this year, and then the NFT craze like went off in like February <laughs> and March this year. Um, so we like rapidly started building out this platform even faster than we already were. You started worrying, putting in a lot more hours. <laughs> we weren't putting in enough hours before, yeah. Um, and we, uh, it was, I mean, it was exciting. Like, it, it's really cool to be able to get introductions to all these companies who are all of a sudden starting to think about it, including groups like University of Miami. And so we are, um, we'll talk about this, I guess, in a moment, like more about the project itself. But we've been working with a number of companies. We launched a project with CNN, most notably pretty recently we had a drop today actually that did really really well and just uh really kind of focusing our company around providing the tools like i said to help brands launch really cool innovative nft projects all right so i understand all of that but maybe not everyone listening understands all of that so we're going to bring in brian to we rewind the clock a little bit on nfts non-fungible tokens so why don't, why don't we give our audience a little uh, NFTs for Dummies 101? I'll try not to get too into the weeds. NFTs, actually, they've been around for a long time. Even some, a lot of people think they, they just sprung up this year, but about three years ago, and, and CryptoKitties was kind of the first project to, uh, they came up with that standard. Uh, Dapper Labs came up with that standard. Uh, so what an NFT is, it's, it's a unique uh oh, he froze. He froze. I can jump in. I can tell you exactly what he's going to say. All right. So, John, we've had a turnover, which could be a uh, a tease for something down the road <laughs> in the Canes vault. So, pick it up, John. Totally. It's it's uh, it's definitely like a definition that needs to be unpacked. But I think the the simplest way that I can 
sort of define it is that NFTs are these digital collectibles or digital assets you'll hear. It can be art, it could be uh, a collectible, it could be a number of things, but they're these digital objects that, that exist on a blockchain. This is what makes the items verifiable. So you know who the owner is, who the creator is, um, you know information about like the scarcity of those items, like how many of them exist in the world. And then also blockchain enables owners to easily trade those items between each other. And sort of a combination of all those factors is what creates value from a collector's perspective. We've picked Brian back up. John subbed in on the descriptive of, of the NFT as it relates to the blockchain, Brian, and how to verify, how to understand numbers and scarcity. Uh, what else would you expand on in terms of people who want to understand what this is? You know, one, one thing I'll bring up is when the internet was uh, becoming very prevalent in the early 2000s, you had things like MP3s. And, and that brought, it actually, you had infinite duplicability of uh, digital files. Uh, what NFTs have done is, is kind of the opposite. It added scarcity and authenticity and ownership to a digital file. Um, so if you remember Napster, you know, and all of that stuff, uh, th there was a problem because creators, uh, the, the, the artists could not um, monetize easily their, their digital uh, goods. They, they could not distribute that way until, you know, I iTunes and all that made it uh, possible through a centralized solution. Now uh, you can have guaranteed scarcity, authenticity, and also um, it cannot be duplicated. So once you uh, sell your NFT, it can be transferred, it can be traded to a new owner, and the original rights holder or creator or artist can actually receive a royalty anytime that sale happens. It's a whole new whole new ball game for, uh, you know, creators and, and IP rights holders. So tell me if this is an, an okay analogy for people who are in the sports space. So the, obviously collectors, collecting is a big thing, right? Sports collecting, trading cards, uniforms, jerseys, helmets, autographs, music, art, people collect watches, cars, whatever it is. But I think an easy description for someone to understand is, you know, if you were to buy an, a, an autograph piece of memorabilia, a lot of times you get a certificate of authenticity that comes along with it. And, and essentially what's happening here, it's been digitized, right? It's been digitized. And essentially that's what is happening along with the art also being of some kind of digital origination, right? It could be a picture, it could be animation, it could be with Top Shot, it's video, right? Essentially that's, is that a fairly good way to distill it down? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the NFT uh, just, all it is, is it, it denotes who the owner of that digital media is. And uh, yeah, it's on, a, it's on a ledger called the blockchain, which is a global database of all the owners of all the memorabilia or collectibles. Yeah, so it, it's in essence a, a deed. So in, in, the, in the real world, uh, yeah, you, you have to actually maintain possession of the actual item like the baseball card or, the, or your house or car has a deed that you know, tells who the owner is and you can transfer that deed and transfer ownership to somebody new. But now that can be done on the blockchain and represent any kind of ownership related to that like idea of certificate of authenticity i mean the power the real power behind nfts is they'll, they'll say the metadata that's like what data is attached to that digital object that you own and so with the blockchain you can look at any nft and you can find out who the creator of it was 
who the previous owners were, what date it was created. And you can even add like all sorts of unique characteristics, right? Like you'll see with like a lot of these collectibles now, you know, there's metadata around hats. What, what type of hat is the person wearing? What type of shirt is the character wearing? Um, uh, you, you know what the original price of it was, right? You see all the price history. Because all that data is public and, and it's, it's attached to the token, it creates so much value for like what a digital object can be versus like, like what Brian was describing, like the old MP3s of the past that could just be easily copied. These can't be copied. And if someone does, it's pretty easy to spot. I mean, people can have been tricked, but it's pretty easy to spot like what's fake and what's real. Plus there's royalties built in, right? So if it's sold three or four times from its original owner, the original owner can build in royalties so that they get receive a cut of future sales. So, which obviously with Napster, there was no money being exchanged. In fact, it was being stolen so that there is a premise of business enterprise here that protects the originator. Yeah, huge, huge for artists. I mean, artists love this. It's definitely opened up a whole new world for digital artists and their creations. And of course, brands and businesses are, are looking at this too. It's like, oh, this could actually have like a long tail revenue opportunity for us as we continue to like introduce new items and add value to what these items are beyond just that initial sale. So Brian, the University of Miami, who who, who takes great pride in their, uh, they, the, the swag, the energy, the, the you, the brand, the school, uh, jumps into this space and they're going to start their own Cane's Vault marketplace in coordination, conjunction with you guys, right? That's kind of where the relationship originates. So who calls who and what was the initial sort of thought process like in terms of jumping in with the University of Miami, which to my knowledge, I believe is the first major college program to jump into this space. Yeah, they, they are. Uh, and, and actually, I don't, I don't know the answer to the first part of that question. John, did you, who reached out to who? In that? <laughs> yeah, no, um, it was Jason Layton over in the athletics department reached out to us. We had done a project with Bleacher Report um, that was pretty successful. And he reached out and said, we are interested in doing uh, something related to NFTs. And we hear that quite a bit from companies or brands that reach out to us. They're like, we see this as a, as a cool opportunity. And then we just started uh, planning around what it is they could do, right? And, and it's, our, our platform is really good in the sense of it's not bound by like one type of NFT or one, like one category of NFT. And so we kind of like participated in some brainstorming sessions. I will say like the team at Miami, like really took the lead and embraced this. They went all in and uh, they, they really drove most of it forward. I mean, we provided a lot of help with strategy and of course, like the blockchain infrastructure side, but the team in the athletics department really thought critically about like what this could mean for fans and what it could mean for the university. Brian, uh, how involved are you with the creative side? I know they had a team that was doing the creative, but obviously it's a kind of a three-way relationship, right? The school, the sort of the agency artist and, and you guys as the infrastructure, I'm sure you've seen what has been created. So can we, can we tease a little bit the excitement of what's, what's coming? Yeah. I, so I, I, I can say, uh, you know, it, it is, it is so impressive. I, everything I've seen, you know, I've, I've been blown away and I, and I assume I can say who, who they've, you know, some of the people they've been working. Yeah. yeah Black, Black, the team of Black Madre who, you know, they've, they've done uh, Gronk and, and Pat Mahomes and, you know, it's, it's uh, the Golden State Warriors rings, I think. 
the quality is so good. And, and they've, you know, one of, one of the things that impressed us at Gig Labs the most was how thorough the strategy is. I, I think it goes until next year at, at, you know, just on a week by week basis on, on what's happening and what's being released. I, I can't say, I, I don't think I can go too much into detail on, on the too far down the line, but, you know, there's, there's everything from NFTs that, you know, that, that are collectibles like uh, moments or trading cards from the history of the university, but also NFTs that they're unlockable. They actually provide access to uh, certain other items or early access to sales or, you know, on-field uh, events or VIP experiences, et cetera. Right. Yeah. And, and it's done through, you know, the first way they're doing it is through this, um, vault key. Again, it, it's, it's a, it's a great looking NFT, but once you have it there, there, I think there's two levels, uh, silver and gold, and they provide different levels of early access and things that you will be able to do throughout the season. If you have this key, you know, essentially when, when you're on the website, it, it'll know that, that you own it uh, just via you having it when you log in with your email. But if you're, you know, at an event, you can essentially just show your, your phone, <laughs> you know, it, it's an easy way to authenticate. Uh, that is your NFT, you own it. And, and the interesting thing will be when people start trading these on the secondary markets and, you know, interesting things will happen uh, with, uh, you know, just uh, how that could play out and, and all of these items that'll be out there. And, and it's, it's got a global reach as well. So, um, you know, hurricanes may, may acquire a few new uh, fans. The hurricane metaverse might get pretty large. That's right. That's right. But yeah, the creative itself is, is just top notch. I just can't say enough about how, how it looks. John, let's get into the first drop, right? I mean, let, let's tear into the, the details of it. In and of itself, the 1989 National Championship ring to you. I was like on another podcast the other day and I said, like, these replica rings and these NFTs are going to be meaningless because they're going to just start winning so many championships going forward. That's going to be like run of the belt type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> People already know this, but the, the first drop was the 1989 National Championship ring. Miami has done this in a, in a couple of different ways, a couple of different layers to how people can receive, purchase the collectible, which is very common in the NFT space. Brian or John, who wants to describe the initial drop? Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so at there's uh, three different price points. At the lowest level, they, there's going to be a, a $50 uh, green. I think they, it's the green version of, of the championship ring. Uh, and, and just it's, you know, pictures worth a thousand words. So when you see it, you know, it's got diamond studded and it's, it's rotating and it's, it looks like, you know, it was artist created, but it was, it looks like a, it was a photorealistic ring. Uh, there's an orange ring, which is the next level up. That one comes with a physical infinite object. And what that is, is just a, a video photo frame of the ring in action and just spinning in all its glory. So it's literally, it's literally uh, for, 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 sorry to jump in, but it's literally, it'd be like, having an LED screen in your home or something to that effect, or having just a, a frame with art in it, but it's a t almost like an LED frame that you can display the ring. So people walk into your house, what's that? That's my 1989 UM National Championship NFT. 
That's right. And, and it, it just cycles uh, in, in, and it's got a battery power that, you know, you can charge it every now and then, but it lasts a, a number of hours if, if you just want it, you know, on the go or something like that. Usually you would see mine behind me, but I'm in a different room today. I, I've got some art on, on one of those, but it looks great. Um, and then at the, the highest tier, there's a one-of-one -one auction for the, a gold version of, of the NFT ring, the infinite object, and a replica physical ring that will be shipped. So, so it's actually the national championship ring replicated uh, and sent to the winner of that auction. The real deal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The real deal holy field. So you get that you can put it on the wall, put it on your finger, and you got your NFT. That's right. That's right. John and I talked a little bit before we um uh, hopped into this uh uh podcast. And John, I think the cool thing about NFTs that I've learned, I've I've kind of jumped in in the last four or five weeks, but you know, I think people that once they get in, I think I I think you guys in your press release or, or, or maybe on your website, you're like, once you start talking to people about NFTs, like people just get, they're sucked into the vortex, right? And, and actually Jason Layton was the person that introduced it to me and I've been in the vortex. I cannot get myself out of it. But I think the cool thing, once you strip it back is that it's like collectibles meet enterprise, meet community, meet technology, right? Because it's, you are not only, and I think the cool thing about doing it with the university or for any sports team is that, the people are already linked and connected to the school because they're fans. And now they're just, there's another community laying inside of it that I think has untapped potential in terms of the art, the rewards, the loyalty, the events, the experiences, like it's a never ending opportunity for people to touch and be connected to their school. Yeah. There's so much what you just said that can, you can unpack and, and like write whole posts and articles about the, I think the social features are so spot on, you know, at, at its core, like, if you think about it, it's like, especially with college athletics, I think people are so passionate about their school, even more than like your professional team, right? Like, like I grew up in Chicago. I love the bears, but like I went to Marquette and I went to Carolina and I just love those, like those schools, like, cause you have so many memories and like so passionate about it. And so like, if I went to Miami and I was there in 1989, let's say, and I remember that, like, of course, I'm going to want to own one of these things. Right. So that it starts there. Like there's this like really strong emotional connection. But then when you start thinking about the permanence behind NFTs, if you start thinking about the value that these NFTs are going to have, not just today, not just like six weeks from now or six months, but like six years from now, 10 years from now, like, it's hard to kind of wrap your head around like that idea, especially today, but that's what like people who are like in the space, that's how everyone's thinking. Like they're thinking like, what does this look like 10 years, 20, 30 years from now? And the idea of owning one of these NFTs, I don't want to say like just the digital version, right? Cause like the infinite objects, cool replica rings, probably like really, really cool. Right. But like, the digital version, the NFT itself, like that's really cool too. And that that's has a ton of value that I, I think people are gonna really start to see, but it, it might take some time. But the idea of like passing that on to your kids and like, or sharing with your friends, like it's, it's super powerful once you start to think about all the different applications of it. Plus, if you look at what UM's doing and they've got a couple of different, I guess, series for lack of a better word, right? In, 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 the, collect, in, in, the, in the collections that Brian duly noted have been thought out for the course of a year. But 
you know, they have a game changer series, which obviously Miami's known for, for all of the, the uh, ridiculous uh, talent that's come through the school and gone on to the NFL or in the College Football Hall of Fame, the mascot, the rings, the turnover chain, which Manny Diaz brought. They've got all the guys that are in the NFL. You've got experiences. They're going to get involved with commemorative tickets. So I think the other cool thing about it is the collecting aspect. You come back around to the whole enterprise technology and you just get back into the collectible side of it, right? Like I love Ed Reed or I love Clinton Portis or I love Sean, whoever it is. And that's the one you want. And that's the one you want to display. And that's the one you want to share with your kids. It's a neat platform for, for like for me, Brian's shaking his head. So, and you guys have been in it for four years. So is that kind of what pushes you guys too? Absolutely. So, and, and it's hard to understate how much NFTs will be pervasive, let's say five, 10 years from now, even as more applications for them arise. Uh, right now it's been art and collectibles, but you know, you're going to have game assets and all sorts of real world yeah, I mentioned deeds and all that. Um, but just thinking about the collectible aspect, you know, you think ahead to, to 2030 or something, 10 years down the road, and you've got some of these, you know, people don't really grasp, you know, the mainstream doesn't grasp fully the magnitude to which these will be pervasive. So if you have a 2021 series one of something, uh, in 10 years from now, you know, it, it could be a very sought after item, just like early baseball cards or any, any kind of collectible when, when you have the first and there won't be any more of, of that series or that particular thing that that's really neat. Well, here's the thing, like for people that have collected, right? Like I literally legitimately in my storage unit, that is 10 minutes from my house. There are baseball cards, there are magazine covers, there are newspaper covers, there are tickets, like all these things that you can't display or you could display if you took the time. But right now they're sitting in boxes and in this world, right on my phone, on my computer, on my wall with the infinite moments, Shazam. It's there for everyone to see. You can you can display it uh, in your home. You can display it online uh, and, you know, to share it around, share your collection around. Yeah. You know, same with me. I was, I was collecting ticket stubs in, in the eighties, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Atlanta Falcons fan and Braves fan. I've got ticket stubs from the eighties, but I don't know where all of them are. You know, they're in boxes. Um, now, now they'll be here. They'll be in your wallet um, for you to have or display to anybody. So, so it just opens up this new uh, way of displaying. Um, and, and speaking of, Displaying, you know, you've got the the way that you know I've got two boys, eight and seven, and they are they love Roblox, which is this game that just IP it's growing. We have played that game in this household. Yeah, yeah, I, and a lot of households have who have uh, young young kids, and you know, Fortnite's another one. But but these are all the early versions of you know quote unquote metaverses where people hang out. Uh, you know, and, and they, they socialize, but they also display thing, items. NFTs are, are starting to enter metaverses. Uh, metaver there's metaverses that are only NFTs, like the land and, and everything. But our kids are growing up in this environment. I'm not going to say it's all going to be VR and it's ready player one type environments, but it is 3D environments where you are going to get to show off your collectibles your uh, sports memorabilia, your art, all these things. So it's another way to display 
NFTs, you know, because that's a question we get. How do you, well, I've spent, how do you, let me just say something. I've spent plenty of money on V bucks. Okay. I've, I've like indebted to, to Epic games in Fortnite. I mean, those guys are pure genius, the amount of skins and hats and clothes and all that kind of stuff. But John, you guys also part of your company, if I, I think this is the, the proper segue, right? You've got a piece of technology, like a, a virtual museum, a virtual gallery, right? That people ultimately will start to be able to display their NFTs that they collect, whether it's UM or other stuff. Do, do I have that? I, I feel like I'm onto something. Brian's shaking his head. So I like when he, Brian shakes his head because it makes me feel good about what I know. <laughs> I like that in meetings too. Um, right. If he goes, if he starts shaking his head, the other way, stop talking, Josh, that's not right. Like, oh, good. Thanks for the sign. Um, yeah, we have a, another product or maybe even call it a service. It's called Rare Rooms uh, that we built. It's a purpose-built uh, 3D environment for NFT collections. And by that, I mean, uh, we have these sort of like prefab rooms that you can get. We they're, It's free now to just go in and, and um, uh, we give you three different room types to, to play around with. And then there's spots on the wall that you can, you can put your NFTs on. We have we're across multiple blockchains, so Ethereum and Flow and Tezos. What that does is like you can put uh, NFTs that you've collected on Ethereum next to your, let's say, NBA Top Shot moments. Uh, we've, like I mentioned, we've done a project with CNN, like CNN has moments now and you can like create like your newsroom, but it's really cool. People really um, seem to appreciate sort of the simplicity of it. Um, and just like having this new way to experience your NFTs. Because if you think about it, like most NFTs, you see them on this like 2D screen, either on your phone or on your, your laptop or your computer. And now you can actually like walk around it, see it up close. Um, you see details that you maybe didn't see um, prior. And there's, there's a couple other things I'll highlight about it. We, we have 3D NFTs in the room, so you can actually like walk around the NFT I would imagine we're going to be putting these rings in the rooms that you could actually like, instead of seeing it in a 2D version, you can actually like see it in some kind of case and, and walk around it to actually see what it looks like. But the other, the other thing we'll be doing with Miami is having a, a completely brand new environment for Miami Hurricane fans. So I don't have too many details on like what that's going to be exactly. South Beach has come up uh, a few times in conversations, but as that starts to get finalized, I mean, we're going to create essentially like a, a brand new place for you to, to put your NFTs. And those then, of, of course, become valuable too, right? Like, because you've got this cool room environment that that no one else has. It's like our own personal man cave. Like we're developing our own man caves right. to display, digital man caves to That's display That's exactly stuff. right. Yeah, exactly. And it's just all about it. It's all about, for us, adding more utility to the whole experience, right? And so you have this NFT, we talked about all the sort of intrinsic and extrinsic value that you get from the NFT. And then it's like, what more can we do, right? And so I know the the athletics department's thinking about access and events and um, you know other experiences that can come with these NFTs. And we're thinking about it more from like the digital side and the metaverse and saying, okay, well, Let's create this cool room environment that uh, people can can go experience their NFTs and like invite their friends to come check them out too. I think one of the things with NFTs is obviously the, the cryptocurrency and the and the purchasing uh, of all these things through crypto. And I know that can be a little daunting for some people. The good thing about this, like NBA Top Shot and Dapper Labs, is that 
it can ever all the transactions to start and i don't know what's going to happen down the road but at the very least at the beginning the the entry point is simple because you can just transact with a credit card in U.S. dollars. You don't have to worry about wallets and crypto, et cetera, right? So it should be a very simplistic process for a Canes fan to get involved in this space. Yep, that's absolutely right. It's it's credit card. That's all you need. A lot of people, when they hear they're buying an NFT, they think, oh, I've got to go get cryptocurrency. And in this case, nope, uh, you just need a credit card. You don't have to worry about setting up anything fancy like a wallet or anything like that. You just enter your email address and log in and you're in a teaser right there. And the other thing, um, you know, if you're a, I guess we should also bring this around to, you know, that there's benefits. So obviously at the university level, for the University of Miami and a lot of schools, you have hurricane club members, you have donors, right? So that the, those that get involved in the NFT space, you, you we've touched on this, but there's, it's not a one-time transaction, meaning you purchase it. Let's say you're a Hurricane Club member, or a donor. The school can infinitely gift you, whether it's more NFTs, unique NFTs, experiences, access that further enhance the relationship, right? That I talked about this with John. I feel like it's the purest form of customer service, right? You engage with us. We engage with you. You take care of us. We take care of you. Like everyone's working together for the mutual benefit of, it's not just a commercial enterprise. It's sort of like a bonded togetherness that like the University of Miami is creating this, but at the same time, the people that get involved with them, there will be additional uh, rewards, I guess, for lack of a better word. And I don't want to speak out of turn if it's coming or not, but each hand washes the other because each wants to see, that's the cool community part of this, right? That there are rewards for being engaged in this space. In a previous life, uh, prior to NFTs uh, and blockchain, I was working for a, a loyalty marketing agency and we'd work with brands to come up with you know what's your right like a loyalty program and we'd like the thing we would try to emphasize with companies is like loyalty is a two-way street it's not you know just spend more with us and we'll do something but like what's the shared value of part of your loyalty strategy as a brand and i think that absolutely applies with nfts as well like when done right there's a shared value in those nfts the projects that fail and now that i would say most people are sniffing out are the ones where it's like very purely like a, a one-sided cash grab from uh either a company or a celebrity or uh, and a creator too like some some of you don't know so the projects that are going to be very successful are the ones that create more value for the fans and for their audience than even like the initial value that was generated from that first sale. So I'm pretty fired up. I'm, I'm really into this space. I hope Kane's fans are, did, I, did we miss anything? Is there anything else you think we need to explain? You know, Brian touched on the, the key, um, which I, I think is a really cool feature that we're going to have. I mean, this, it all sort of stemmed from, like, it was funny. It was like during a brainstorm session, I think we were telling them about how we had come up with this new solution that could um, issue free NFTs. And like that could be a cool use case for you guys. And, um, and we've talked about how like NFTs could grant access and we could gate content or gate, provide certain benefits. And I remember who was um, Cam, I think actually on, on the, the marketing side, he, he's like, he's like, we should give out a key. We have Kane's vault, we should give out a key. And like, what can this do? And, and it was all like, think came up organically around like, well, how can we provide even more benefits to our donors and to our season ticket holders? And now what they're doing is they're going to be issuing this key that uh, 
can get you benefits like on day one, right? Like right away, but also like they can add more benefits down the road to these key holders. You never know when to trade it, right? You might trade it too soon or sell it off too soon. That's going to be the fascinating part, I think, right? Like who's going to trade it? Who's going to be like, okay, this thing, I don't know what NFT is, but I just got it and I'm going to, I'm just going to sell it. And then like, and then they're going to kick themselves and they say, you know, I had an NFT. I used to like a rookie Mickey man. Oh, I right. had it, but I, my, I sold it. I gave it to my friend and now it's worth $3 million. That is right. That's the um, part of the fun too. Um, but you know, you're, it's like you're generating value to these season ticket holders. I'm like, I think I mentioned to you before we got on this, Josh, like that key could become way more valuable than that initial like investment in the donation or your season tickets. If the value of this program, the project goes up, like we think it will, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. I love that the Kane's vault is not sort of limiting itself to just one type of NFT. Um, you know, it's not just trading cards. It's not just digital figurines or, or something, but it's going to have like a whole range of collectibles creating this brand new marketplace and kind of allowing people to collect, you know, the stuff that they're interested in. Maybe they like the art, maybe they like the player. Um, maybe they want to collect a whole series of, of um, cards, but there's so much that's going to be offered here. I just think it's uh, super exciting. All right. I'm going to leave this for Brian. This is, this is my, this is my parting shot. It's a little self-serving, but I'm just going to plant the seed. We issue tokens or keys to people who can come to a live taping of this behind the U podcast with some game changer or pro cane for the university of Miami. Oh, love it. Love it. Yes. Where are you, where are you going to do this? Are you going to do it when you're in Atlanta? I don't know. We got to pick the location, but the next time you talked to my friends at the university, I want, I want to be involved. I want the podcast and the NFT world to live together because I love both. So I'm planting that seed and I'm going to have you guys carry the baton for me. All right. We, we will come up with something and I think it, it will happen when we're all together in Atlanta. All right. That's, uh, I like that idea, but yeah, we'll make it, uh, We'll make it an ongoing thing. And, uh, I have to think of something good there. Any chance you could maybe snatch one of the uh, one of the initial rings off the blockchain and just slide it to me? Wish I could. <laughs> yeah, wish I could. Everyone will know. It's all public. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. The digital ledger will catch us. That's right. We'd be thrown in the metaverse jail. Uh, all right. <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying these things, but now I am, and I'm, I'm addicted to NFTs. John and Brian, thank you. I am. I cannot wait. In fact, actually, this thing will be released. The stuff will be out there, so I can't wait to see the reaction. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to collect. I've already been told to set some money aside, so I'm uh, creating my own account. I love talking to you guys. I love talking about this, and I can't wait to see what is out there for the University of Miami because I think this is super cool. Yeah, great talking to you. Thanks for having us on.